It's time to jump from the past to the present. Join your hosts, Alan Price and Chris Vint, as they power up and analyze games from today in ORS Reviews. Now it's over to the reviewers exclusively on PopCultureNetwork.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 3 of ORS Reviews. I am your host Alan Price and alongside me as always is my co-host. Hello ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's just the way Alan likes to greet you is hello, I'll just say hi. My name is Chris Fent, hello, and I'm waving to, wave as it, back. As his arm clicks. Yeah, I'm old, uh... At least I didn't have to crack the joke this time. So yes, everybody, ORS Reviews Episode 3, and it is time for us to have a little chit-chat. We had mentioned this a while ago. The copies of the games did arrive, eventually. Um, <laughs> Ooh, snap! Um, it's fair to say, Driver from Ubisoft arrived re- about a week late, and Star Fox about a week and a half. So. <laughs> but... Star Fox still did arrive before release date in the UK, so whereas Driver was like a week late. Anyway, maybe it got pulled over by the police or something. Got like penalty points. Caught for speeding like, or something. Yep. Yep. You never know. Even though he's a policeman, anyway. But hey, so we shall dive straight into talk about. <clears throat> as I get a frog in my throat. <laughs> See what I did there. Oh, make a slip out of there. I know. And we will talk about Driver. Uh, available on the Xbox 360, PS3, PC, Wii, and 3DS. That's a lot of things to be available on. Is it still called Driver San Francisco for the 3DS? Cause no, 3DS is Driver Renegade. Yeah. Apparently it is Muck on the 3DS, just putting it out there. But we have not personally played it, so we cannot comment on I've just on heard that, that official Nintendo magazine just gave it a very poor score. And that's that's obviously big coming from official Nintendo magazine because obviously they would like to be more favourable towards their own games because obviously they're reviewing a Nintendo game for uh, Nintendo. Really? <gasps> really? Yeah. I don't know. They're not reviewing PlayStation games, so I would. <gasps> really? No. Oh, so I'll give you oh, as I as I drop the game and the bombshell. Yep, and the bombshell. <laughs> I'll give you a quick run through on what's on the back of driver's box. Uh, <laughs> As Detective John Tanner go undercover on a relentless manhunt experience, the thrill of the chase. The classic movie car chase experience. Open world San Francisco for 200 missions and 120 licensed cars. 19 frantic multiplayer modes play with friends online or in offline split screen mode. Now, I have to warn everybody straight out of the gate with this game... Everybody, if you've been playing likes of sports games and stuff by EA, this last what is it probably now a year and a half? Would you yeah. say um, EA do like this little password thing that when you get your game inside in your booklet, there is a code that allows you to play online. And once that code's used, if you trade that in, the next person has to buy the rights to play the game online. It's EA's way of making some extra money. Ubisoft have now adopted their own version. It's called the UPlay Passport. So, if you're getting this game, take note that if you get it second-hand, you will more than likely have to buy a Uplay Passport code, which, what, how much are they usually? About 800 Microsoft points or something? That's that something like that. Yeah. So, just take note for that. The good thing 
straight out of it here is that the Uplay Passport does get you uh, 11 more multiplayer modes and the Film Director mode. Um, I'll explain the Film Director mode in a wee while. <coughs> but um, Driver is very much <coughs> a favourite of mine. I played the original on PlayStation 1. I don't know, did you play it on PlayStation 1, Chris? Or were you not? Yes. Yes, yes, I played that. I didn't particularly like the second one, and then Driver Three or Drive Three Er um, <laughs> Driver Er There um, was quite. And then was Driver Seventy Six in the PlayStation One as well, wasn't there? I never played Driver Seventy Six. No, I just remember the cover of. It. No, I was saying I was very much in the line with yourself in that. Played Driver One, loved it. It was a pure driving game. Whereas when you got to Driver Two and Driver Three, they were just trying to be too much like Grand Theft Auto because that was the big thing. It came out. And they thought, right, for this game to work, we have to get the character out of the car and get him running about and shooting things. Mm-hmm. To be fair, that made it fall on its face, which is why it's been so long, really, since you've had a driver game on home consoles. Now, speaking of this driver, Driver San Francisco, this obviously this is taking a page out of the original's book as it is a pure driving game. There is no getting out of the car or running about. Well, there is, you do it. get out of the car in a sense. Well, yes, there is the key feature, if you would like to explain the lovely ladies and gents. Basically what it is, is that, um, I'll not divulge much of the storyline, but basically if you think more, I think like Quantum Leap, where Sam Beckett was leaping from one person to the next, striving to put right what once went wrong and hoping that the next leap would be his leap home. This is like you press a button and it kind of does, very much like in test drive, if you hit the button for the map it'll actually pan out. Yep. Um, the same way with this and then you can move the cursor and then you could just basically go into any car and drive around. So with the likes of certain missions it'll be, you have to get in a taxi so you have to find a taxi or by the time you complete the mission you have to go and find your other car and get back to that and all that kind of stuff. But also one thing Alan forgot to mention was that this game was meant to come out about this time last year. It was meant to be out on Christmas. Um, Now this seems to be a trend with Ubisoft. um, Ghost Recon being a prime example. The only one that they never seem to delay is Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It always seems to be... Because it happened to Splinter Cell as well. It happened to Splinter Cell and that I Am Alive, which we don't actually know if they're actually Which is in development hell at the moment. Yeah, this is uh, the modern day Duke Nukem. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it, it. You do get to go outside the car, but not in a Grand Theft Auto Central kind of way, where you have to go around and then you, you know, like you yeah. just muck about and do that way. You are essentially this is driver back to its roots with a little bit of a twist. It's basically they've realised that driver one, the original and PS one, everybody loved it simply because you're driving about and doing all these missions, and there was nothing else special about it. But they realised that for it to be pulled off now in the modern era, they couldn't just say you're confined to this one car the entire time. They know that people will want to go and, say, get a GT40 or get a Lamborghini. They know the sort of thing people are wanting from these games. So that's where the, it's called, shift feature came into this so you're able to because like I say there's like 120 licensed cars because that's another feature is you know they're all licensed they're not like they were in the original where it was like obviously PS1 days you couldn't get a huge amount of quality into it but you all have proper cars in here you have and it comes up in the bottom right hand corner and tell you what the car is yeah. that you're in and stuff which, which, is, is, which is pretty quite cool. good for a noob the cars just a complete 
I don't know anything. You don't about understand hard. it at all, yeah. Yeah, so. <clears throat> but it is good because you can go around you can buy uh, various garages which helps you unlock the cars but then there's the obviously it says here 200 missions storyline wise there's maybe about <clears throat> you would say they'll come up in the map as yellow icons you'll probably have about four yellow icons and then you'll have a T icon the T icon stands funnily enough for Tanner um, so you'll have the four yellow ones and then Tanner they're your main ones but you'll also have blue ones which are more your sort of side missions your side challenges sort of jump a car 70 meters off a car transporter and that sort of thing and it's those sort of missions that unlock you all the other types of cars <coughs> um, and there's so many of those as well every time before you complete a storyline mission so there is plenty to keep you going I'm on about chapter 5 of chapter 8 of this game and I've probably been playing it a good probably 8 or 9 hours now so it's you know it's keeping me going and I'm sure it will for a good while to go yet. Um, this is a case that they've put a lot of effort not only into the cars but the landscape as well. Yeah, it is very vast. You know, like it's not a case of it's not a case of you've got a very bland city. You know, there's a lot going on. The traffic's moving slowly. You know, like it's flowing and that kind of stuff. And then you've got people walking around beside you and all that stuff. So. It is a very picturesque city. Um, I've only I've played this for maybe about an hour, hour and a half at the most. I haven't really sat down and um, given it the attention that Alan has. But then again, Alan's had more days off lately than I have. So um, yeah, it's it is something that um, whenever you're driving along, you do take in this. The, you know, like you do go like, oh, there's like somebody um, towing a car, and you can actually waggle the joystick to free the car. Or as Alan says, you can go up the um, transporter. A friend of mine actually went up that on a bus and actually took a car in front of him with him. <laughs> so um, th that's quite cool. So you do have other things that you can kind of, if you don't like in Grand Theft Auto, if you don't want to do the missions, you can just go on a little drive around and see that. But um, you also do have. Um, there's a mission wherever you have to recreate you have to do something for like a TV camera yeah. so you have to get like these guys to um, chase you into the alley and then you see like this big blue marker, marker mm -hmm. so you know that that's where you have to end so yeah. it's not a case of you know it's just like a wee arrow pointing you know you know where you have to go yeah. to so it is well marked on the on the map yeah I haven't found <clears throat> there's a lot of games that you would find that you could get easily lost in this sort of thing but they have really developed the system very very well you know from guiding you to point A to point B because uh, in like a Grand Theft Auto they'll put your wee yellow dot way over the far side of the map where you have to go and you have to kind of guide your own way Yeah. whereas in certain missions if it's a long haul what it'll do is it'll put up these sort of art, yellow archways kind of hologram archways every certain distance so that you can see on your map, oh well, I'll probably you know you can plan ahead pretty quickly and be like, well, I need to take the second left or something like that. And there's other cool ones where you basically have to avoid being on the main road and you have to take the back alleys. That can be a lot of um, downfalls in games is the way that the radar works. Yeah, you know, like if it says you've got three point four miles to go and you're say you're on a bridge and mm -hmm. you haven't went under the bridge and that's where you meant to go. Yeah. Then it's a case of obviously, obviously in driver it's a case of oh there's a you know there's something I can just leap into there and then go that way yeah um, 
but yeah it's, it's pretty good in the fact that it, it kind of gives you a guide in hand of where you have to go it's not a case if you're driving around for ages trying to figure out where the hell you have to go because mm-hmm. for me that's one of the most annoying parts of games is whenever you don't know where you want to go to because it yeah. can get very frustrating mm-hmm. yeah um, to be precise of how big this actual uh, road system they've done is it's 208 miles 335 kilometers um, now to be fair they haven't completely one to one recreated San Francisco that would be a bit crazy if we're all totally honest but they have put a hell of a lot of effort into it I remember the first time I was driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and I was like oh my goodness this is pretty darn cool because you would kind of get that if you would you would kind of think if that was in another game it'd be like you're across the bridge in no time and all sorts of words they have gave the bridge genuine length and yeah. all and it feels like I am genuinely driving on this bridge, and it is very. That's kind of like if you know, like it was New York, and you were passing the Empire State Building or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like you know, like if you have a big, um, if you have something there that kind of you know leaps out at you. You know, like if it's a bridge, or if you're in Australia and there's like the this in the Opera House or whatever yeah. that kind of just pops out at you, and it, it's distinctive, and then you know, and it gives you a lot certain feel that they've actually put a lot of thought and put mm-hmm. a lot of planning into this. Definitely. So Driver is a good game if you want to go sightseeing, apparently. It is, absolutely, yeah. Because um, they've basically took all the really important areas off San Francisco, condense, condense it down so that they're all near each other, um, but still kept the, you know what you would feel a relative size to the game. Um, the only thing is, though, that I must make note, the Wii version of this is not the same not a hundred percent the same game as oh, this. Oh well it never is. Um it's it's a prequel to uh the original driver. Uh it does not include the shift feature or anything like that. Um but you can use guns in it, which is a bit weird. So you can use guns while it, driving. Yeah, it's just like Starsky and Hot Trilly, you can just Yeah. And you can't, ju- you don't just play as Tanner. You can play as. I think. Know, other I think people. they tried to do it like on the next gen systems, the Xbox and PS3 do this, and then the Wii and 3DS yeah. just give them their own kind of, mm-hmm. own kind of driving game. But you know, obviously I, think that's, I think that's the downside for the Wii. It's become very cliched now. They're not. They're like, well, PS3 and Xbox are your grown up consoles, and the Wii like, they're like with the Wii will not. Do the same game. Yeah, but you them if you look at the likes to say of Call of Duty, you're not going to get the um, the same depth and stuff of Call of Duty on a Wii that you will get on an Xbox or PS3. Yeah. So it's trying. It's almost like it's like a 14 year old and it's trying to be 18, but it can't really get I there. Can't get there. Yeah. yeah. So that's just my opinion. Yeah. I love the Wii. Don't get me wrong, but I love the Wii for the fact of the Mario games and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like it for the fact of the driver games or games that have come out in other systems that have kind of been really a lot of things being nope we don't need that nope we don't need that we don't mm. need that we don't need that and it's just a real bare essential well, that's, you know we've hit on that before is the fact that it was many many moons ago now um, sure I ranted about, oh, about Donkey Kong yeah, and don't do your Wii then, Fit and all that don't do your Wii Fit do a Donkey Kong do a something we like and here we are now so many what was it about a year and a bit now later and Donkey Kong's been and gone and we're getting another Zelda game and we're going to be getting more Zelda games and it's just it's really the Nintendo have really switched the, you know their focus more back to their key but anyway market. we're talking about Driver yes back to Driver <laughs> um, obviously we've been speaking about the cars and all and obviously I'm more of a car person than Chris would be um, 
<coughs> a big thing I have to give this game as well is, and it's not something you would have thought that I put the effort into, is it's the driving styles of the cars themselves. Because obviously you're in America, you're going to have your American muscle cars, but you're going to have your exotics, you're going to have your Lamborghinis, you're going to have your Bentleys, all that sort of a thing. And you notice that the American cars are very, very good in their straight line, but see when you go to take a corner, you really have to handbrake it in comparison to some of the European cars. And basically if an American muscle car is slowed down into a corner or you get slightly hit and stop, when you hit that accelerator full blast to try and get away, you just spin your wheels like hell and have to just keep the car in a straight line to keep you know get it going. Whereas if you do it in a European car, you have better cornering and all that sort of stuff and when you pretty much accelerate at the beginning, the car takes off like a rocket. So it's it they've put that sort of very, very good effort into it because obviously power sliding and the jumping about and all are a big part of it because you've got like adrenaline missions and all as well where you have to keep somebody's heartbeat above certain amount which is pretty neat one thing that I mentioned earlier that we are going to need to touch on is the film director mode now film director mode has appeared in the driver thing before um, it's obviously pretty much the basic thing is obviously you're going to be able to record your footage of your gameplay and upload it online a wee bit like what FIFA and various sports games. So it's have very done much past. like it's very much like um, the same kind of thing that they did with Stuntman. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can film what you've done and then upload it online. But also, there's like <clears throat> there's the film uh, mode as well. Whereas it's another kind of sort of wee side thing. Obviously, we mentioned the side missions. It's kind of the way if you were to think of. Um, in Grand Theft Auto, you know, the flying rats sort of thing, where you have to go around and you have to shoot the pigeons and that sort yeah. of thing, and that builds up and then you unlock stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's movie reels, and you can go around and you collect the movie reels, and if you collect so many movie reels, you unlock a movie-related mission. And uh, obviously San Francisco, very famous for its car chases, one of those being specifically uh, Bullet, uh-huh. with Steve McQueen in his Ford Mustang and Bad Guys in a Dodge Charger so you can actually physically do that chase and it's a nice wee edge to it when they do these sort of things is that they put a slight graining on the image on the screen so it looks like it's older it looks like it's the movie you know it looks like it's trying to be slightly older so when you're doing the older missions because there's a Starsky and Hutch mission as well Um, but also um, there's you know they call the mission fan service you can actually do it's you unlock this mission uh, as a side quest it's the original mission you had to do at the beginning of the first driver game you're in the car park lot and you have to do the list of the things you know your speed your handbrake your slalom your lap all that sort of stuff but again it's all in the modern up to date graphics which is pretty awesome so I think everybody's kind of getting where we're going here. It's reasonably positive things. Is there anything else you're wanting to specifically add, Chris? Any trivia or any points you're physically wanting to make about Driver before we sum it up and give our rating? Honestly, I think if they had taken out that leaping thing, the shifting thing, Mm -hmm. and just made it that you, instead of doing that, you just started a mission in said car. Mm -hmm. You know, like if it was a case of... You know, like you were in the car that's on the front of a, a you know, like is that, is it's that, a challenger. Okay, you're in that, and then you get switched into something else, and then you get switched into something else. Mm-hmm. The shift option is is unique, but then at the end of the day, 
you always get stuff that's unique and then it's just ripped off so much yeah you know like you look at I'm not saying that Saints Row's a rip off of Grand Theft Auto but you get like Grand Theft Auto's been so popular and yeah. then you've had the likes of say The Getaway and then you've had the likes of Saints Row and then you've had the likes of Just Cause and they all incorporate the same kind of stuff so it's only a matter of time before that gets added into something else whether yeah. it's a driving game whether it's something like maybe you're just walking down and then you leap into somebody else or I don't know yeah but it'll, be, it'll be very it'll probably end up in somewhere and I'll kind of water it down a wee bit which would be a bit of a worry in my opinion yeah it's, um, a, it's a good don't get me wrong the the way the cars handle as you said and stuff and the um, graphics are very good well the well. graphics are very very good but then you, you have to kind of expect that you know now Nowadays, if, yeah. if you bring out a game say like Duke Nickham that's been out it's been in development for so long mm-hmm. it's not going to be really up to snuff yeah it's like you bring an out a blu-ray dvd or a dvd and it's like video or dvd quality yeah. you know something like that um but yeah i haven't had any trouble controlling the cars or the cars going in mad tyrannical spins or anything like that it's just been a case of you know like it it's one of those games that you know you could sit down and maybe play for a couple hours or you could sit down and play for 10 or 15 minutes you know, like it is yeah. one of those games there that you don't really need to. You don't need to do a mission or anything like yeah, that. Just you don't have a laugh. You don't need. You don't need to. You know, invest a lot of time in it if you don't want to. Say like Metal Gear Solid, where you have to watch all the cutscenes, and then by the time two hours have passed, you maybe played fifteen minutes mm-hmm. for all the stuff you watched. And that's another good wee thing as well that you've hit on is the the cutscenes. Is a lot of games would make you watch the cutscenes, but straight out of the you know thing on the first playthrough, you're allowed to skip it if you want. Yeah, it, it is very. Um, Uncharted, you know, like the the way the face facial the expressions and done, the quality uh, of the, yeah. it does look very very good. Although with the the dark the dark fell in, it reminds me of the guy from Final Fantasy. He has the chocobo on his head. <laughs> but um, no, it's a, it is it is a good game and probably one that I would I would probably give um, seven out of ten to seven out of ten. I would probably edge that up to an 8. That's probably more of a slight personal biasy. But if you actually look at most places, scores of this game, it is sitting in that sort of 75% to 80% bracket. So it's a very, it is a very good, enjoyable game if you're not looking for anything too taxing on the old brain or anything. You just want a bit of a laugh, want a nostalgia hit. But it's up to modern day standards. Then definitely, we would very much recommend because this, this is a, before Forza comes out and Formula One. This has been like the first real half decent driving game that's yeah. been out for quite a while. Definitely. But obviously now, towards the end of the year, you're going to get the likes of Formula One, your Forza Motorsport, the more serious. Yeah, and then games. you're going to get Need for Speed, the runs. I mean, the run and stuff like <laughs> that. So you know. Um, unfortunately you're going to get a lot of them so maybe if you play this here first of all and before all the rest of them come out and then you can trade it in for other ones why not do that exactly so that's Driver A this is a positive review for this so definitely go and get Driver if you have the dosh or trade in or whatever whatever you fancy um, so we shall move on to uh, Star Fox 3D well Star Force 60 Fox 3D that is what? Star Fox six, so Star Fox 64 3D it makes perfect sense oh Chris. I see it makes perfect sense Piggy 7 yes 7 year olds and above I'm a big 7 year old really so Star Fox 64 
Does the name give away what it was originally for, Chris? Um, the Nintendo 64 system, whenever it was actually called Lilac Wars over here. Correct. And it came packaged with the Rumble Pack. Yes. Yes, indeed. This is a kind of a big deal for us over in the UK. I know people might say it's only a name, but because over here the original one was called Lilac Wars, whereas everybody knows this game as Star Fox, for it to actually physically now get released under the Star Fox name is a big deal. I don't remember what the whole hoo-ha was about originally. Was it, What was it about? I'm trying to remember. Was there someone had some sort of weird copyright in the UK or something? Well, sure, it wasn't Star Fox for the SNES. It was Star Wing. Yeah, it was Star you Wing. Know, so since day one, it's been Star something else, mm-hmm. which has been the first time that it's actually went back to what it's actually meant to be called. Yeah. So. so for it to be finally called this in the UK is pretty sweet. So, to give you a quick summary of what is on the back of the box, um, you have <coughs> fight through the stars in 3D, speed across planets and through asteroid belts, use lasers and missiles to shoot down the enemy, take full control and experience the freedom of flight, all in stunning 3D. The high-performance all-range re- fighter, the R-Wing. Fly like a pro, thrilling four-player battles, or in our case, a thrilling two-player battle. We wish I'll explain this momentarily. My Do a barrel roll to repel enemy fire, pull off somersaults and U-turns, see your opponent's faces, use items to gain the upper hand. Um, so yes, Star Fox 64 3D. Originally out in the 64, this is again a bit like Ocarina of Time 3D got a graphical upgrade. So the quality of the graphics have been improved. Not crazily, but enough to make it acceptable for a modern-day handheld machine. Um, <clears throat> this was very much a favourite of mine on the 64. I was addicted to it. I couldn't get enough of it. Um, Chris, did you get this relatively early on in the 64? Or was it one you picked up later on, or what was it? Uh, it was one that I actually went in the shop once, and uh, it was Shop Electric whenever it was in Bangor mm-hmm. and I actually picked it up in there brand new for 10 quid that's pretty awesome so um, I was more was fan that, was that with the Rumble Pack? yep yeah, it's sweet. actually still in there so <laughs> it is um, I was actually more fan of Star Wing on mm-hmm. SNES because it was one of the first games that I got from my Super Nintendo you know using the Super FX chip which um, that stunt car racer would later go on to use um, so I remember playing that and really liking that Um and then obviously with Light at Wars it was just that more enhanced the only thing the only thing I'm getting a bit fed up with um, in the first couple of months of the 3DS launch is the amount of re-releases Remakes, we're getting yeah. Zelda fair enough that you know it was great to have that but you know like the likes of Star Fox and then obviously we're getting new Mario and Mario Karts at the end of the yeah. year which is good but it seems to be a trend with the Nintendo is they seem to rehash things you know like you look at the GameCube and they bring out you know the first Resident Evil but it's graphically mm-hmm. superior and Metal Gear Solid and it's graphically superior blah 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 but um, it's nice to have a tr- uh, AAA title yeah. for that because it's been kind of the 3DS has come out there wasn't really a big name for it yeah. at that. You know, you had the likes of Nintendogs, but that only really appealed to girls. Maybe Street Fighter would have been the only one for the fellas yeah. until Zelda came out. When was that? September time? No, no, no. Not September, no, sorry. July. July. So then you've got September. So you've got July, mm-hmm. August, September. And then so you've, you've got, got September, full... October, November. So you've basically got three months and then November, December yeah. with Mario and Mario Kart. It's so, almost like they planned it. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, but no, it's it is it is a good game, and mm-hmm. it's it's nice for people who have maybe not played that one. The only thing I think they should have done is maybe incorporated somehow the Super Nintendo version into it. Mm, that would have been pretty cool. It wouldn't have took up a lot of space, like no. No, even if you were just to put it in that, you know, like if you were put a wee code in there, like unlock it if you undo the hard yeah, version, or of the even the, the likes of with the ambassador program, only people who had the ambassador program got the NES games. You put a code in there, and it's on the eShop. You type that code in, you get Star Wing or Star Fox for the SNES available to download free, and that mm-hmm. way it gives you another incentive to buy that game. That would have been a pretty cool idea, but. Um, I say the chances of seeing like original original SNES games on the 3DS is probably pretty high because obviously this machine can handle the graphics, so yeah. you know, so why not? Because um, you would pretty much say the likes of um, the quality of the stuff you would see coming up here from you know the new Super Mario Brothers game that's coming out, Super Mario 3D Land or Land 3D or whatever way they have that around. Um, it's not far off GameCube graphics while you're looking at it. You know, it's got the it's really, really smooth graphically and all. It isn't yeah. jagged edges around, which is again something you see in this is the characters for Star Fox in the sixty four edition. Fox's nose was all pointy and all that sort of yeah. stuff, whereas here it's all smooth and it's really, really well done. I think the thing is like Chris says with um it's another rehash, it's another remake, um is a very fair point, but there's a lot of people have been dying for another Star Fox game along the lines of the originals, and basically they thought that I, th- I think this is again, this is another tester, a bit like Ocarina, because they've been, Nintendo basically came out very very recently, I think only a couple of days ago, and said that the next Zelda game for 3DS is going to be very very focused differently than Ocarina. Yeah. On the three aspects, it's going to be a completely fresh title, they say. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's basically a case of they've seen that the market's there for Zelda on a handheld, in this, you know, with good graphics. I think this could be a potential thing here for Star Fox. Could it be a case of they're testing the water again, see if it sells well, and then potentially maybe think either be it for a future 3DS title or for maybe. Um, whenever it may appear the Wii U um, because supposedly it's in a bit of development hell as well they can't actually get the Wi-Fi thingy you know controller to work um, which is kind of their main selling point apart from upgraded graphics so yeah um, but yeah I'm happy to have it back if not just for nostalgic self you know hap- you know, making myself happy sort of thing um, probably I think the point we should really hit on here is the again you could say it's slightly a cliched edition because it's a feature the 3DS has a bit like Zelda had Zelda you could use the gyro system to yeah. move your slingshot and your bow and arrow and all that sort of stuff it's a lot different from moving a slingshot yeah. and a bow and arrow to moving a craft to then you know you don't want to be sitting on the bus or a train sitting with your 3DS <laughs> looking like a complete lunatic moving it left right pressing A and going like oh oh no he's up there no he's down there or whatever um, you obviously can do that if you want to, but it's a lot harder to do than actually just using your controller. Mm-hmm. But this is the only game that I can play that downs up and ups down, yeah. rather than it being the other way around, because I have to like invert the controls. Yeah. I can't do that with like, a Halo or anything else. It's the only game I can actually do it with. may have been the fact that it was like that in the original one, I can't remember, but um, that's the only one I can actually do it on. Mm-hmm. Um 
the one thing for me that's missing from this is that they've taken out the key music in Cornera mm. because obviously that's as soon as you hear that music you know you're playing Star Fox and they've changed the training at the start it's like a it's almost like you're in a virtual reality kind really, of thing really kind of Tron-esque like it's yeah. beams of light and stuff yeah but it's a case of why change that because or why didn't you just put the music in somewhere else perhaps you know like mm-hmm. why didn't you even do it do you want to do the old training or the new one yeah, you know, like if you wanted to do the new one, that's whenever you use your augmented thing. Or if you wanted to use the old one, then you put Corneria in it. It's just something small, but it's just a case of the music. It's just brilliant. So it's kind of whenever I start playing, it, right, it's going to go, and then it isn't. Oh, oh the music's not there. <laughs> but, yeah. No, because the music is actually quite a big part of Star Fox, and you'll hear it really at the does. end of the show. Yes, no doubts there, um, because Star Fox it has. It's class as a triple A title for Nintendo. It obviously isn't as high up in say the triple A stakes as a Mario or a Zelda, but it is still very much up there. It's one of those sort of I wouldn't call it the unloved kind of middle child syndrome sort of thing, but it is still a very much loved title and that is again down to the music Mar- it helped it's Mario helped Zelda. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the loved relative where I go, oh, do you remember him? Oh, yeah. He's, Is he he's still good. alive? <laughs> yeah, he's good. We really need to see him again sometime. Uh, <laughs> and then it's just time goes by. It was kind of in the same category as Donkey Kong for quite a while. The sort of, yeah, we love him, but you know, we'll bring him back eventually. And you did, but nonetheless. Um, if you've played the 64 version, you know what to expect from this game. You know... The outline of the Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I'm gonna have that in here somewhere. It's got. It is gonna be in here. Um, but it's a case of you are in the Lilat system, and General Pepper has. Uh, he's a dog. Has hired you to come and basically save the bacon because obviously the whole planet's army air force and all can't kind of really do the job so I did like the storyline in it though that it was kind of a case of you know like explains that one of the people who was with Fox's dad betrayed him and then there's a bit later on wherever you have that that's that's Pigma Dengar yeah yeah. there's four of you against four uh, yeah but then what's his name it's Pigmo is the traitor. Yeah, and what's his last name? Dengar. Dengar. And Dengar is a bounty hunter in Empire Strikes Back. So, um, yeah, so it, it's class the way it does that and it shows you and then it's like you four against their Star four. Fox versus Star Wolf. Yeah, so uh, can't let you do that, Star Fox. But, uh, no, it, it's some of the maps are quite big and then some of the maps are quite small. Mm. Like I find that one where if you're fighting those four was very, very enclosed. Yeah, like obviously it has to be, but it's it is kind of like um, all range mode. Yeah, I just um, I prefer the big, the big ones. Although yeah. I, I'm stuck at the minute on the one where you're on like the, um, like the wee tank thing where you levitate and stuff, and you have to blow up the train. And I get oh. the end boss, and he just keeps swiping me out because he keeps grabbing me, and I keep trying to do a barrel roll, but it's just Chris not cool. very good at the barrel rolls. He doesn't take Peppy's advice. He doesn't do it quick enough. I take puppies for voice, I just don't take slippies. <laughs> but um, I know this isn't particularly effectively a, a point about the game itself, but the inside of the box is pretty awesome. Yeah. It is pretty cool. If you get this game, 
it is pretty sweet because you'll know if you have a 3DS, the boxes are a wee bit weird and different the way normal DS cartridges were. They're obviously white and they're a little bit thinner, but they have like wee square holes in them. Yeah, very much like if you got the special edition, like Mike Lacey did, of um, Zelda, then the rupees, whole, the rupees, yeah, so it just has like wee pictures of all the characters. Yeah, because the right-hand side where your cartridge goes has all the good guys, has Pepper, Pepe, Star Fox, all, you know, Fox McCloud, Rob64 and all that sort of stuff. And on the left-hand side you have the bad guys, you have Star Wolf, Pigman, all that sort of stuff, and... Andros's bad guys, all the bosses and stuff, so it is pretty sweet. I like the way Nintendo are doing this with their games and that it's just like a wee, you know, hidden extra sort of thing to that. But yeah, obviously the gyroscope was a big feature. Um, it's not something I personally will be using um, no. because I just, again, I prefer the retro feel to it simply by playing with the joystick and all like I did back on the N64. Um, and obviously in this you can you know you start off on Corneria it's kind of it's nearly a wee bit like Outrun in the sense of an Outrun you go left you go certain oh, right, yeah, you go right yeah, yeah. You, go, you know and then your difficulty is dependent yes. yeah. so it depends on the way your path changes obviously you start in Corneria so if you do a certain thing in the Corneria level you'll go the easy route if you do a certain thing you'll go the hard route and then various other different things in the other planets can affect which way you end up so you could go any which way of multiple ways um, I last night completed it on the very very hard level which is pretty much taking the entire left path of the planets that's you know you have to save Falco in Corneria and then uh, what is it you have to save Falco and then you have to fly through the rock arches perfectly and then he says hey follow me Fox and you go and you beat another a different bad guy at the end of Corneria and that starts you on the hard route and then, like for example, in Chris's level, which I shall show him later, um, if you hit seven posts that are numbered or something like that, then when you get to a certain point at the end of the thing, you don't have to fully defeat the boss. He like loses his, the train, loses control, and flies into the armory, and the armory blows up, and it's a different ending because obviously you can just defeat the boss. Oh. And that takes you one route, but if I you get him into the factory, I can't remember. If you get him into the factory, then that gets you another way, and you change route. So, just all those wee tiny things are pretty, pretty sweet. And again, the voice acting's just as good. It isn't obviously the original, which Chris can do a wee impression for you off again. <laughs> yes, that was the original. It was a wee bit annoying, obviously, but they've got the voices, and it's kind of cool the way with a 3DS. It's on your bottom screen. It doesn't take up any space in the top screen, which is sweet. Um. We haven't really mentioned the 3D a huge point because, again, that's not something that's really hugely important to me or Chris. Um, it does stand out, the 3D. Like, if you turn your 3D on and like, do your boost and all, you really, you really do feel it. But it's not necessary. It doesn't hugely add anything for me to the gameplay. I don't know about you. No, I haven't turned the 3D on. No, it doesn't really add a huge point to it. Um, it's a nice wee thing if you're watching the cutscenes again, nearly a wee bit like we were saying with Zelda, watch the cutscenes and it's really, really cool. But if you're playing it, it's the same thing as when you were playing with Zelda and if you're moving about, if you move that slightly, you're going to lose your sort of thing a bit and in Star Fox you're going to probably be vigorously playing away anyway. Um, but yes, I don't think there's really much else multiplayer. that we can add, except, yes, multiplayer, um, which me and Chris decided we would have to play before we did this, to let you know what it was like. After and we figure out how to play it. 
Yeah, we thought we could just play it because we both had a cartridge and it would work like that and we both hit download play and we were sitting there like two mugs for about five minutes and then it's like so Chris had to go and get his instruction manual and it's like alright that's how you do it there um, but it is fun uh, the only thing that was a problem for us was number one there was only two of us so it was pretty much if you avoid, if you avoided each other you could probably stay alive for all day yeah um uh, the next point would be that the level that was picked was a wee bit odd it was all full of skyscrapers so you could lose each other very very easily and Chris was having trouble hitting bridges uh, quite a bit um, I did whitewash Chris but I have been playing the game a lot more than Chris um, but it is fun I would think more if you were playing full four player it would be really hectic and it would be a lot of fun yeah I, th- I think it's a case of maybe Star Fox is um an uncharted territory with multiplayer stuff, you know, like obviously the big, big game that'll come out which will incorporate multiplayer will be uh, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. which will be like the probably the, the the pinnacle of multiplayer, especially on portables. Definitely, and it'll be one that'll be very, very hard to beat. Um, so it's a good effort for it, but it, as Alan says, you know, like it's one that you need a couple more people to play. The good thing is, is that you only need one cartridge, so one person goes in and hits down. The person with the cartridge goes in to download play. The other person goes in the download play on there. Only thing uh, is, obviously, it'll take a wee while because it's yeah. quite a lot of data. Yeah, it just goes in the home system and then just goes to download play. Clicks in Star Fox and then that's it. So if you have Star Fox and three of your mates have um, 3DS, um, then you can just play it just off the one cartridge. We're, I'm not sure if you can play, you know, how many levels there is to play through, because um, mm-hmm. normally with the likes of, say... I think you have to unlock them or something. Yeah, with the likes of, say, Mario Kart or whatever on the um, DS, you know, like you can do a single card download, play, but you don't have all the tracks. You only have a select few of them. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, when it comes to summing up this game, it's again a wee bit like Driver. If you want a wee bit of nostalgia, but it's been brought up to modern day standards, definitely give it a look at. It's definitely, I would rate it in the top three titles for 3DS. Um, obviously, Zelda would probably be in the number one slot, and Star Fox, for me personally, would probably be just right behind it. Um, obviously, you've got Mario Kart and Super Mario 3D Land coming out. It's going to be your big ones. Well, this is a the best way to say it is this is a perfect tonic for you to hold Tidy hold you over. over for a couple of months if you have Definitely. if you have played Zelda to death and you don't want to play it anymore. Yeah, and you want to get something new, then get Star Fox until Mario or Mario Kart comes out, mm-hmm. and then just um, play that, and then just trade that in for that there because you're not going to get any games that are very much similar to this. Obviously, Mario Kart's a driving game, but this is very much like a piloting kind yep. of game. So it's just a case of um, it's a good game to play. I'd probably I'd probably give it an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would yeah, I would I would go with the same eight out of ten, eight out of ten, eight point five out of ten. It's got that good sort of eighty eighty five percent thing into it. The bit that obviously is holding it back in the score front is simply because it's again it's a graphical upgrade, and they threw in the gyro sensor. So it's not a case of if it was and slippy toads in it and slippy toads in it. Um, if it was a case of it was a f- completely fresh game, it would probably be getting very much up towards the sort of nine out of ten, maybe a ninety-two or ninety-three yeah. sort of thing. But just because it's again, it's an N sixty-four game that's been rehashed, that keeps the score down a wee bit low. Um, it's a similar thing. Most you know people have been reading about the same. Eurogamers gave it an eight out of ten. Game Informer an eight point two five. 
IGN actually gave it a nine out of ten. Nintendo Power gave it an eight. So that's the sort of you know sort of region you're talking about. Um, but before we round out the show, we have a lot of announcements. Lots of announcements. But f- first of all, again, even though everything was a wee bit delayed for this show and the games, we still thank very much the people at Ubisoft, Rebecca at Ubisoft, and Emily at Nintendo for uh, sending out the games and allowing us to review them. We very much enjoy reviewing them, and we hope you enjoy the reviews also. But with that aside, I hand over to Chris, who will begin with the announcements. Right, okay, so uh, you may may not know, uh, depending on how good of a fan you are, um, that uh, obviously there's like a new Thundercats cartoon and stuff like that oh. that's on, um, which of course um, has only just started on Cartoon Network over in Europe and the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, thankfully, due to um, ways of acquiring it, we've seen a couple of episodes and we know that there's likes of the Thundercats Classics toys. So um, Alan and I would like to give a big shout out to Mike Lacey, who has an um, made it possible for us to both get a cop, uh, a figure of Lion-O and Tigra as well as a little um, Hot Wheels Ghostbuster car um, so we want to um, seriously thank Mike for taking the time to actually go to Toys R Us to pick them up for us because um, we realise how hard these figures have been to get a hold of yes and also Chris Sunday actually sent me a Twitter message ask, asking if I needed Lion-O and to let him know ASAP um, he was psychic he just knew something had happened yeah. today so um, with it being ORS reviews it's been a while since we've done a full episode of Operation Retroshock but it's just basically because of the way things are falling obviously by the time you're hearing this on the Saturday or Sunday um, we'll be at Game Fest so we'll, we'll be, be having loads of fun playing all the games that are coming out in the next probably you would say six or seven months mm-hmm, yes um, so we do have a couple of episodes coming up now. Obviously, it's, I've just celebrated my second year of Master Universe Chronicles. Yay! So thank you to everyone who sent in birthday greetings, like Alan and Mike Lacey and Chris Sunday and Pixel Dan, etc., etc. So um, there is like a special episode that we're going to be doing. Well, a couple of episodes. One of them um, I managed to secure an interview for. Um, unfortunately, it was just me doing the interview. Unfortunately, slash fortunately, whatever way you want to code yeah, it. Yeah, he was just happy to be able to speak to the person on his own and not have me there because he was like, yeah, I get to do it myself. Yeah, so if you want to hear who that person is, well, why don't you just listen to this? Yes, so that's Shane Rimmer, who'd voiced Scott Tracy in Thunderbirds. Um, so had about 20, 25 minutes chat with... Um, Shane just regarding Thunderbirds and uh, conventions um, book that he's brought out and audio book that he's bringing out and stuff like that which then leads us on nicely to the person we were talking about earlier on which is Mike Lacey um, since Mike was kind enough to send me Tigra and Lion-O um, I owed Mike money for it obviously mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Mike sent me an email saying that he can't wait to get his hands on the Thunderbirds box set Um, so I bought him that and sent that to him so on that episode to do with um, Shane Rimmer um, we'll also be doing a commentary on the Uninvited um, which is one of the episodes from Thunderbirds Um, basically the whole premise of it is that Scott is in Thunderbird 1 coming home from rescue mission gets shot down in in the desert and gets rescued by a couple of guys blah 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 but it's one of my favourite episodes and it's one that features Scott more heavily than the other Thunderbirds um, they are in it but not as much as they are with other episodes say like um, Perils of um, Lady Penelope or anything like that there 
Um, but there is also another announcement as well. There's another one announcement after year one. So yeah, so go. we have many announcements. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have the Shane Rimmer interview coming up. It'll be in probably, what would it be? It'll be two or more shows' time because... We are going back, ladies and gentlemen, to a certain show you may have been missing. Um, it's it's actually the original show, believe it or not. It is the main Operation Retroshock show. It's been on a wee semi, sort of, go for a wee, it's having a wee, it's summer having va- a wee nap. Summer vacation. It's been having a wee nap over the summer. Um, because, again, we've been doing tons of other things. We've been doing this review show, and, again, we resurrected not well not resurrected uh, woke wrestle shock up from its little sleep as well um, Operation Retroshock is going to have Mr. Ryan Porter on and we are going to discuss if you've been if you're a friend of mine or Chris's on Facebook or you follow Retroshock on Facebook we've been teasing a certain Italian presence on the show so yes, Ryan is going to be joining us to speak about Rocky Balboa. Yes, we are going to be doing a two-part special, a bit like we did with Star Wars with Rob Bass and Pixel Dan, yeah. um, but all of the Rocky movies. So episode one of that special will be obviously Rocky 1 through 3, and the second one will be Rocky 4 through Six technically, but Rocky Balboa. Um, I'm sure the second episode will be most interesting for number five, as everybody will no doubt guess. But yes, back over to Chris, everybody. Yeah, so as Alan touched on there now, that we um, kind of woke West Wrestle Shock up from its slumber. You know, uh, Operation Retro Shock's been away, so it's kind of like the. The, you know the wife and the mistress. You know the the wife's gone away, so we've got our mistress. So wrestle shocks come back. You know, like we'll be discussed things like that. Just gonna hit Chris around the head with the frying pan. Yeah, but um, with us doing ORS reviews, there is a high chance that we will be doing a wrestle shock reviews now. As Alan has secured, um, you know, getting promotional copies from the likes of Ubisoft and, um, Nintendo, and Nintendo. And Nintendo. Yeah, and exactly. So, um, uh, hopefully, if they arrive in the next couple of days, we will be getting um, promotional copies of the upcoming wrestling DVDs from Silver Vision. Um, namely, thanks to Jack Fields at Frank PR. So, um, just wanted to put that out there. Um, just whenever they actually come in, we'll b- probably both watch them, or one will watch one, one will watch the other and we'll kind of compare notes and just say what we think about them but if it's the really big titles like obviously uh, you have the new Randy Orton yeah or the upcoming Stone Cold one we will both watch those because there's not much point one person watching that because it's such a huge release we need to both talk about it and give our input now this also means that there's a possibility of future giveaways um, and things like that Um, obviously it will be a case of if they are on DVD you will need to be able to play multi-region DVDs if you live in America Um, but there is a chance of that there if there's ones that we've watched that um, we'll kind of want to give away so that's something that may be um, happening um, as well so um, obviously as um, 
as Alan said, we'll be doing the Rocky specials first, and then we'll be doing the Shane Rimmer um, interview with Mike Lacey on, on the commentary as well. Um, but after that as well, obviously, we have our Game Fest special, so we'll probably put that up midweek, um, not to try and um, take away from the awesomeness that it was talking to Ryan about Rocky. And then after that as well, we also have another special planned. With we, another Italian. Yeah, with another Italian um, who likes rescuing princesses. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Mario. So there's different Mario games there that we're um, going to be talking about. But we'd like input from you, so let us know. Alan Price at PopCultureNetwork.com That's A-L-L-A-N or Vinto Man at PopCultureNetwork.com Send us an email with your favourite Mario um, game at doesn't have to be on an older platform, you know, like if it was the new Super Mario Brothers, it was Mario Kart Sunshine, yeah, Mario Sunshine Mario 64, Super Mario 3 Super Mario Brothers, let us know what your favourite one is, if you have any particular memories about it, or just why you like it so much, or if you want to give us your top 5 Mario games, go on ahead and do that and we'll incorporate that in the show, very much like we did with the top 20 retro games so, I think that's us all out of announcements now for a while I think it is. I think it's about time for us to get out of here and start packing the old backpacks for Game Fest because it is going to be a right out laugh and hopefully we shall have some content for you. We're not going to go majorly overboard because we do actually want to have fun and play games that are coming out um, but we'll try our best to get you something. So, with that, I have been Alan Price. No, I've been Chris Finn. I, I need to go my... Um, what are you going in? Are you going in your wing? Yeah, I'll go I'll, in the arm. I'll go my X-Wing then. Oh, can you, yes. Can you play some good music for us to get out of here then? I shall. Hit the music! Good luck!